everybody? It's your boy King Friday and back for another wonderful episode of Area 21, the Underground Takedown. And today, on this glorious day, not only is it 420 that we're recording on, smoke some, but it is also episode 10. Woo, episode 10, y'all. Yeah, we made That's what I'm talking about. We're still in this thing, and as you heard, a million black butterfly always here with me. Y'all say what's up. What's up, y'all? What's going on, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like we said, um, episode 10, we still in it. We ain't quick yet. Um, we still growing. Everybody is supporting us. We appreciate all the support, downloads, subscribing, reviewing, following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Area 21 Podcast. That's Area, the number 21 podcast. You can find us on all the social media. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals, dogs, pets, you can find us at Area21Podcast.com. That's Area, the number 21 podcast. Dot com. We got our own motherfucking website. What can you do on this website? You can find all of our social media links there. You can also find our podcast there. So if you don't feel like downloading Podbean or you ain't got an iPhone and you can't listen to it on iTunes, head straight on over to Area21Podcast.com and right there on the front page, you can listen to every single beautiful episode that we have given you so far. And right now, episode 10 is where we're at. Yes! So let's get into it. First things first, you know, I like to start off with a little, little couple of fuck yous. Um, and this one is a little personal because I am, uh, as all of us are, we are from the illustrious state of Alabama. And uh, Jeff Sessions, of course, is now um, the Attorney General of the United States. And this motherfucker had a press conference the other day. And as you know, um, the judge in Hawaii was the judge who put the who put the who kind of struck down Trump's travel ban, uh Cheeto's travel ban. Uh and so Jeff Sessions in this um in this press conference said that he didn't understand how he no, he said he was really amazed that a judge sitting on an island in the Pacific can issue an order that stops the President of the United States from what appears to be clearly his statutory and constitutional power. Um <laughs> So, your boy, uh, your boy, I guess, don't really understand that Hawaii is actually a state. It's part of the United States. It's been so since 1959. Uh, so he's like, he don't understand how a judge, a state judge, which is part of the Supreme Court, uh, the circuits of Supreme Courts, federal, um, how he was able to do that because he's sitting on the island. So uh, fuck you to just sessions. This motherfucker doesn't even understand basic government uh, hierarchy. Uh, especially for the judicial branch, so fuck him. And um, and also, you know, I guess white people's news because they probably be ecstatic about this kind of shit. Uh, Donald Trump decided to invite a couple of dumbasses to his house, uh, and it was Kid Rock, Sarah Palin, and Ted Motherfucking Nugent. So white people are probably just elated at this picture. I'm not even going to post this shit on our Instagram at Area21Podcast, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, <laughs> and also now Area21Podcast.com. But, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there just in case anybody gave a fuck about any of these pasty-looking motherfuckers doing whatever the fuck they was doing. Um, oh, yeah, and then your boy Bill O'Reilly got fired. 
So, I mean, that might be good news, except for this motherfucker still going to get paid. And I kind of think that he's probably going to end up going to work at The Blaze, where Tommy Lauren just got fired from. So they probably fired her and hired him. Did you hear that they was fired and he was hired? Oh, my goodness. So I guess at least he won't be on Fox News right now. But I just wanted to point out the fact that a lot of people are really um, seeing this, and I'll get to all the pain on it real quick. But notice how Bill O'Reilly has been settling these uh, sexual assault cases, sexual harassment cases for years, and Fox knew it. Matter of fact, Fox's CEO just got let go for doing the same exact thing and also settling out of court. Uh, but Fox did nothing, said nothing. But they fired him as soon as all of the advertisers started pulling their commercials specifically from his show's airtime. If anybody knows how you know syndicated television and stuff like that works, is that's how you make your money. So if nobody wants to advertise during your particular time slot, then there's no need for you to be on air. So that's when Fox, when Fox got that money snatched back, then, you know, then they was like, oh, Bill, we got to let you go. But we still going to give you $25 million a year because that's what's in your contract. But, um, hey, Billy, just, you know what I'm saying, give me a little, your, little, your take on it, you know what I'm saying, on on old good old fuck you, Bill, chicken cut the face ass nigga. Well, you know, someone, you know, in media, I'm not surprised that he has been let go. But then I have to wonder, um, with all of these allegations to Bill Riley, how come he's just now being let go? Why didn't it happen before? Because if I'm not mistaken, AJ, hasn't this occurred before? She's not the first woman that has accused him of um, sexual harassment. Is that that's true, right? Yeah, yeah, like he's been he's been settling uh, cases for a couple of years. I don't think this is the first one. Um, I don't even know if the one that like is being referred to is even like recent. I think mm-hmm. it just kind of like it might be one of those recycled stories where the internet caught wind of it and just kept you know reposting it, and it's and it's coming right. out now. But yeah, I mean he's been doing this for a couple of years. But a lot of people were saying that that's kind of like the culture at mm-hmm. Fox. At Fox News, mm-hmm. at Fox News in particular, but that's the culture where you know men are you know kind of like you know telling women like, look, you know, give me what I want and you get what you and want. You it's like that it kind of culture, right. right, 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 right. I just think, um, to me, for over twenty years, if he's been doing it that long, why, why now? Why, why is he just now been letting go? Like you just said, it's the culture over there. I guess. What Fox News is labeling it as, oh, it's okay to do that. You don't hear it at NBC. You don't hear it at ABC. I mean, but you hear it at Fox News. And my thing is, how come the media is is, is they're being careful when they talk about it? But yet, for example, you had Bill Cosby. Yes, he did wrong for doing putting you know drugs in these uh in these ladies' drinks and everything like that. But the media really tarnished him in his character, whereas you had Bill O'Reilly, who basically is like really the king of um of talk shows for as a male on on a news program, and they just quietly you know they they're not tarnishing his character, but they did it with Bill Cosby, so it's kind of like. Privilege. White privilege, like I don't, I don't understand it. But um, 
it's like, okay, where's the silver lining? But I'm not, I'm not sad to see them go because, and I, I personally don't like Fox News. I really think they are very, um, they're very biased, especially when um, President Obama was in office. They never called him President Obama. They just said Mr. Obama, and I thought that, of course, it was kind of wrong. But I, I don't, I don't, you know, have no feelings towards him. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see him go. Bring somebody else on there that, you know, is not a, a, a involved in sexual harassment and, you know, that really cares about media and the people in the community and want to get the news out there. So I'm not sad to see Bill O'Reilly go. I'm pretty sure he's still going to make money either where he goes. He's going to do more um, interviews. He's probably going to write another book. He's going to get more money. But, you know, I'm not sad to see him go. Good riddance to him. There it is. Black Butterfly. All right, y'all checking in. Um, I definitely agree 100% fully with A. Millie. She's preaching on tonight, y'all. First and foremost, I've never been a fan of Bill O'Reilly. He has always made sexist, racist, and other types of derogatory and inflammatory statements that I feel as a news anchor is not appropriate. As Amelia already stated, I do not care for Fox News. They were very much disrespectful to President Obama while he was in office. Oftentimes they had nothing positive to say about him or even addressed him with his proper title. Um, And in addition, this is a key example of what, you know, having privilege can do for you in this society. As stated, Bill Cosby was ripped apart. Um, you know, for all of these rape allegations that came forth. And am I condoning it? Am I congratulating it? Am I saying it's a good thing? You know, no, not at all. But the difference is you have a man that has been completely crucified, um, you know, and his legacy pretty much destroyed. Like our children, you know, won't get a chance to enjoy Bill Cosby in the way that we did because his reputation is tarnished, you know, due to, uh, the unfortunate series of events that supposedly occurred um, that he participated in. And you have Bill O'Reilly who has been able to keep his job for years, for years, for years, for years, despite the fact that women have come up, you know, on several occasions accusing him and other uh, people at Fox of uh, sexual misconduct and harassment. Um, I also think that speaks to what we go through as women in general, especially as women in the workplace, Oftentimes, we're treated like we are calling wolf. Nobody takes us seriously. Um, They feel like, well, maybe he wouldn't hoot and holler at you if you didn't wear that tight dress or have the cleavage out today. Or maybe, you know, if you didn't look so pretty every day, they wouldn't be trying to talk to you. You should be flattered. You know, so those are the types of things that we have to go to. And when we try to speak up about it, you know, to the appropriate parties, a lot of the times it is ignored or a lot of the times we be quiet or comply with the um, demands because we want to keep our jobs. Um, So as Ashley said, I'm most definitely not sad to see him go in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That's yet another toxic individual that no longer has access, hopefully, to penetrate our airwaves and our TVs and have a voice that is exposed to, uh, you know, people internationally. So good riddance. Deuces. Yo, what up? It's your boy, King Friday. 
coming at you like a 90s voicemail. Just wanted to thank everybody for y'all's support. And don't forget to follow Area 21 Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Appreciate all the support. We love y'all. 100. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with both of y'all. And I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it. Give me a Here you go. The wonderful Auntie Maxine, uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, she tweeted uh, yesterday, she said, regarding the news on O'Reilly, a day will come when rich white men won't be able to buy their way out of criminal conduct and they will go to jail. And um, I'm going to just leave it at that because that's honestly what like what we, what we see and saw is happening and will continue to happen for some time, unfortunately. But on to uh, better news going on up, moving up uh, up there. It's now time for my favorite uh, segment, and what I what I what might be the best one yet is the uh, urban landscape. Happy 420 to everyone. Um, and just some background real quick for those who don't know, 420. I'm gonna give you the story behind it. This is the one that I actually believe in. It's simply a group of high school students in California back in the day. They used to meet every day at 420 and get high. That was it, and it just kind of caught on. Like, but it was like their kind of code. Uh, and nobody really understood what it meant except for them, but then it caught on, and now it's 420. So it's, it's a beautiful day today. I hope everybody is doing it safely, especially those in states where it is available readily. You know, I envy you. Uh, but uh, on with another. And this week's strain is Blue Dream. And, of course, I'm getting my strain information from leafly.com. Uh, but Blue Dream is a sativa-dominant hybrid originating in California. Uh, it has achieved legendary status uh, as of now. It is a crossing of the blueberry indica with the sativa haze. Blue Dream balances full-body relaxation with gentle cerebral invigoration. Novice and veteran consumers alike enjoy the level effects of Blue Dream, which ease you gently into a calm euphoria. Some Blue Dream phenotypes express a more indica-like look and feel, but the sativa-leaning variety remains most prevalent. Uh, and it also has a sweet berry aroma, uh, which comes from its blueberry parent. Uh, it delivers swift symptom relief without heavy sedative effect. It makes Blue Dream a popular daytime medicine for patients treating pain, depression, nausea, and other ailments requiring a high THC strain. Uh, and, uh, of course, in my personal review, Blue Dream, by it being sativa dominant, is one of my favorites. And I'm going to learn that sativa dominant hybrids are my thing. Um, so basically, I will put together a list, a ranking of, you know, strains. Probably just do a sativa dominant list. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But uh, Blue Dream, very good if you are near and uh, you do have that ability, like I always say. Go to your local dispenser or distributor and ask if you got Blue Dream on deck. But um, on to great news uh, in California. So all of our California listeners, shout out to y'all. Um, if you are shocked by your California Cannabis Grow Electric Utility Bill, help is on the way. Um, so if anybody's a grower, pay attention, or you want to become a grower, and you thought that you didn't want to do it because it was going to be too high because of the electric bill, the lights and all that stuff running. Yeah, so this came out uh, a couple of days ago. Of course, it comes from the Marijuana Times. But PG&E recently announced that cannabis growers would immediately be eligible for agricultural discounts. Cannabis is a legal crop in our state, like almonds and tomatoes. Agricultural growers now will be eligible for the same rate and energy efficiency programs as farmers of other crops. 
said Deborah Afonza, Vice President of Customer Service at PG&E. It's important to know that these discounted rates do not apply to personal use home grower. So people growing the plants in their personal homes, you won't be uh, able to do it. But as far as uh, the actual growers um, and for like commercial growers, uh, help is on the way in terms of discounts. So shout out to PG&E and Cali for doing that. The industry is booming and you know, a lot of outside ancillary industries are starting to take notice. Uh, and that's a great segue into the last bit of news for today's urban landscape. And this is, of course, coming from the Marijuana Times. But uh, Western governors sent pro-pot letter to the Trump administration. And this happened this week. Concerned over the rapid influx of anti-pot sentiments coming from members of the Trump administration, the cannabis legal states of Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska just wrote a pro-pot letter to anti-pot attorney general motherfucking Jeff Sessions and the Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, Munchkin, whatever his name is, too. They sent a letter to both of these stuck boys. In the letter, the governors asked the federal government to keep cannabis legal in the states which voted for legalization reforms. The letter begins, we understand you and others in the administration have some concerns regarding marijuana. They also highlighted that they want the federal government to stay out of their pot businesses warning the Trump administration not to crack down on cannabis businesses within their borders. As governors, we are committed to implementing the will of our citizens and have worked cooperative, cooperatively with our legislatures to establish robust regulatory structures that prioritize public health, health and public safety, reduce inequitable incarceration, and expand our economies, the letter explained. The letter was signed by Governors John Hickenlooper, a Democrat from Colorado, Jay Inslee, a Democrat from Washington, Kate Brown, a Democrat from Oregon, and Bill Walker, an independent from Alaska. Together, they are the elected officials representing the first four states that voted to allow the use of recreational recreational cannabis. So, uh, shout out to those governors for taking a stand, because that's a big thing. That is the governor of these states, especially California. California is huge. Everybody knows how big Cali is. And the governors got together and said, we're going to send a letter to these fuckboys. Like, look, y'all fucking with our money because they are. The cannabis industry is making extreme bread out west. Extreme bread. And a lot of these other states are at least putting medical uh, marijuana bills into place and voting on it. Like, including the South Georgia uh, is working on some stuff. Florida is working on some stuff. Uh, uh, Nebraska, Nevada, all of these states are, you know, going... Everybody's going to be on the train in a minute, and they just got to get the fuck-ass feds online. And, um, yeah, those those governors wrote that letter to the boys and said, look, you're fucking with our bread, and you don't want to fuck with us. So, shout-out to them. And that's going to do it for this week's Urban Landscape. So, um, usually when we do this, we either hop into some fashion or some entertainment, uh, and this week... Black Butterfly is on yet again. Keep y'all from looking bum and busted out here in the streets. Black Butterfly, let us know what's good. Hey, hey, y'all. It's your girl, B-Fly, a.k.a. Black Butterfly. You know I have a passion for fashion, so I'm coming at you with what's hot in the street so I can keep your face beat and your clothes and shoes and hair on fleek. So the first story I'm going to get into is courtesy of Refinery29.com, and it states 30 perfect looks to copy this April. 
You know what's weird about changing seasons? The fact that every time the weather shifts ever so slightly, we immediately feel like we need to go out and buy an entirely new wardrobe. Why is it that the pieces we wore and likely purchased just a year ago suddenly feel so blocked? As spring approaches, this time around, we're vowing to give those items a second pass before pushing them to the back of our closet. Of course, we love shopping as much as the next person, and with fashion's consistent rotation of trends, it's impossible to not want to spoil the of-the-moment ruffled top or ribbon-decorated flat for yourself. But when it comes to more timeless pieces you likely already have, things like a white button-up, a pair of frayed hem jeans, or even a floral dress, it's about coming up with new ways to style them and how to use your new trend-oriented pieces to accentuate them. A solid closet will go a long way, regardless of the weather outside, and the 30 Looks Ahead will show you just how to mix the old with the new. Here's to April, full of really, really good outfits. So, of course, I'm not going to go over all 30. I just chose 10, and I will upload uh, the 10 photos to match these 10 tips on our at Area 21 podcast Instagram page. Um, So, the first tip. If you're a fan of monochromatic looks, you've probably been wearing all black or all gray ones all winter long. Switch it up for spring with a brighter but still neutral hue like an army green shade. It's time to break out those mini skirts, ladies. Mini skirts with an athletic appeal are in trend. Tennis, anyone? When you're wearing a bold outfit, forget going subtle with the accessories. Color blocking will take your look to a new level. Regardless of the season, always pile on denim pieces for a classic look. Denim on denim never goes out of style. Use a classic button-up top and tie it at the waist for a do-it-yourself crop top. What's better than two shirts for the price of one? Skip the bomber jacket this season and try out an old-school varsity style piece instead. You know that oversized blazer you've been wearing all winter long? Skip the pants, button it all the way up, and turn it into a mini dress. Add booties and a clutch purse, and you've got a look. Sick of your plain black flats? Opt for a pair with a little bit of detailing, such as a beautiful bow in the front, lace ties, or pattern. Turn your gold shirt dress into a long line top by only buttoning the top half and wearing it with a pair of skinny jeans and heels. And sorry, I got to say, turn your go-to shirt dress into a long line top by only buttoning the top half and wearing it with a pair of skinny jeans and heels. Metallic clothing... Metallic clothing isn't just for New Year's Eve. The shiny fabric is truly versatile and can be worn for several occasions. So those were my uh, top 10 favorite tips on the 30 perfect looks to copy this April. Shout out to April. Everybody know queens are born in April. It's my birthday season. So if you want to see uh, these top 10 looks that I picked from this article courtesy of Refinery29.com, make sure you check out our at Area 21 podcast Instagram and Facebook page because I will be uploading the photos to match the 10 tips I just went over. Moving on. This teen channeled the Kardashians at prom and naturally her looks now going viral. This article is courtesy of PopSugar.com. This 16-year-old student went all out for her high school prom, so much so that her prom pictures have gone viral. Faith Thigpen, that's her name, y'all, Faith Thigpen, wore a custom-made jumpsuit by Angel Brink. Some of you may know her from Basketball Wives, L.A., and she added a train and a mask to take it to the next level. Does her outfit remind you of a certain famous family or maybe a memorable Balmain Met Gala look, specifically Kylie Jenner? For the Gatsby-themed prom, 
Faith told Yahoo Style that she was inspired by the Kardashians who wore Gatsby-inspired styles to Kris Jenner's 60th birthday party with the same theme in 2015. Faith stated, It took me approximately five hours to get ready for the complete look. Faith added, I never actually saw the whole thing until that night, and once I finally looked in the mirror at myself, I was lost for words and almost in tears. And guys, I must say, she is absolutely fabulous, and I will, of course, provide the photos for you guys so that you can check out Faith Thick Pins custom-made jumpsuit by Angel Brinks that she uh, made her own spin on and just made a memorable moment and went viral, and who knows now the opportunities that will come her way um, because of being different and unique and of being a fashionista. Uh, so definitely shout out to Faith Thick Pin Girl. You were definitely slaying the scene. And lastly, I am going to read about one of our favorite bad girls, Rihanna. Rihanna isn't above bringing up your Fenty Time Puma vibes at her pop-up shop, this courtesy of Essence.com. Rihanna may just be the flyest cashier there is. Let's be honest, we've been closely eyeing everything Rihanna wears for a decade. She always slays the red carpet, makes wearing high fashion looks exclusively on Instagram a thing, and now she's easily taken home the honor for one of the queens of festival fashion. After her crystal cat suit and embellished surgical mask at Coachella, we actually wondered, can she wear anything cooler? Her answer is yes. She made a surprise appearance at her very own Fancy Time Puma pop-up store in L.A. on Tuesday in a look that only a handful of high-ranking fashionistas such as Rihanna could pull off. The entire brand is putting a stylish spin on athleisure, Thus, Rihanna donned a high-low floor inset parka from the spring 2017 collection made sultry by side zippers that exposed a whole lot of legs. Lace-up mules from the assortment anchored her ensemble. She officially invited all of her 52 million Instagram followers to the shop yesterday on Instagram. The official invite, Fancy Puma Pull Up Doe, is how she captioned the message before pulling up her sleeves to take care of some transactions herself. So shout out to Rihanna, y'all. Uh, one thing I have observed, in my opinion, about Rihanna is that she seems to be a very humble individual. She seems to be very down to earth and just truly comfortable and happy with being who she is, being who, uh, being herself. And I just definitely commend her for reaching out to her fans because honestly, you know, without your fans as a celebrity, you really have nobody. That is your base that is your foundation that's the reason why you get a check and why you get paid so it is i feel necessary um at times to reach out and actually interact with your fans and have fun that's the least that you can do being that fans have made you a multi-millionaire so definitely want to shout out uh, rihanna for that and i will be uploading photos of the outfit that she donned uh to her pop-up shop as well as photos of her actually ringing up clothes y'all it's so cute and that wraps up the Fly Girl Fashion segment of the Area 21 podcast for this evening. Um, again, I'm just so happy and excited that we are on episode 10. So shout out to us. And all of the looks and information that I just provided for you will be up on our social media site. And I'm out. There it is. Like I always say, Black Butterfly is doing us a public service by keeping y'all out here ahead of the curve. Because some of y'all probably still wearing jersey dresses and Air Force One heels, and that's not what's hot in these streets. So, you know, Black Butterfly, thank you for what you do. Y'all follow her, Fly Girl Fashion, at Fly Girl Fashion. 
ones that fly with two Y's because it's twice as nice, F-L-Y-Y-G-I-R-L-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-S. Follow. And while you're doing that, go ahead and hop on over to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and follow the podcast, Area 21 Podcast. That's Area the Number 21 Podcast. And while you're doing that, do us a favor. Hop up in that address bar and type in area21podcast.com. And you will come to our official website. That's area the number twenty one podcast dot com. Listen, if you can remember A R E A, the number two, the number one, P O D C A S T, Area Twenty One Podcast, I promise you, you can find us anywhere. Matter of fact, Google us. Google us, you're gonna find us. But uh, with that being said, hey Millie. Black Butterfly got us dressed nice. So uh, we're going to come on down the street, copper squat, copper squat, copper, what, what, what are we copping? Copping that new CD? I don't know. Copper squat. And uh, we're going to get something to drink and have the sip and sit with A. Millie. A. Millie, let us know what's going on in entertainment, please, because I can't talk. Yes, what's going on, everybody? It is time for the sip and sit. Tim Boziak, y'all, signs on for season 10 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's right. She is coming back, but not as a full-time cast member. She's only going to be part-time because of her obligations on her other show, Don't Be Tardy, which also comes on Bravo, but she will be on for season 10. Now, no word if Nene Leakes is returning but she stated if she does return, she should get more money than Kim. So um, I don't know if you guys tuned in to the season finale of Real Housewives of Atlanta this past Sunday. And Kim Zolciak was on there. So you already know she brought the drama. So it's going to be very interesting to see Miss Kim Zolciak Beerman back on the show. Showtime at the Apollo is returning to television. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Fox has ordered the show as a weekly series for the 2017 and 2018 broadcast season. And Steve Harvey will be back as the host of the show. Now, earlier this year, um, Showtime at the Apollo came back on Fox as like just a maybe one or two episodes. Now they have made it a go that the show will be a weekly series so it's going to be very interesting to see the show coming back and I know it is really it's really going to be good especially if Steve Harvey is the host now let's get into the hot tea of the day I mean really this tea is very hot now I know everybody has heard the news of Carmelo and Lala Anthony but if you didn't, let me just tell you, another marriage bites the dust. Now, earlier this week, Carmelo Anthony and Lala have reportedly separated after seven years of marriage. And according to TMZ, sources are saying that the couple are now living separately and Lala just recently moved out of their home in NYC. Now, they have been together for 10 years and they do have one son. But the T to the T he he as to why they separated is that 
allegedly Carmelo got another woman pregnant and she works at the strip club in NYC. And that is why they really got separated. But she is now claiming that she is six months pregnant. And I posted a picture on our Instagram page at Area 21 Podcast of Lala this past week. She was out and about. And you could tell she she wasn't really smiling like how she usually is. And she was looking kind of sad, but she was not wearing her her wedding ring. So you already know how that's going to go. They have yet to respond, but let's just hope things will kind of smooth over. But I don't know how you can come back and try to resolve this marriage where there's allegedly a baby on the way. And that's all I have for the sip and sit. So if you miss anything that we talked about in this segment, make sure you go to Area 21 Podcast on Instagram and go to our newly official website that has just launched today at www.area21podcast.com. Damn. They may be hitting us with that with that professional uh, radio voice. I love it. But thank you. Oh, and quick update on uh, Carmelo and Lala. Apparently the, the young lady uh, doesn't work at a strip club. Apparently she has a master's degree and does some regular job. I don't know. And she used to be... Um, Ryan's what? girlfriend, Ryan from um, Black Ink Chicago. She used, she used to mess with him. Oh, wow. And she also used to mess with Lil Dirk, apparently. But huh? apparently oh, so she's she, not. I don't know. They she said she got a master's rent. degree, but I don't know if she actually is a stripper. But they throw it in okay. the fact. I was reading somewhere that they throw it in the fact that she does have a master's degree. So maybe she's an educated stripper. I'm not sure. She's an educated side. Okay, then. <laughs> so, okay, she's know. an educated side. That's what it is. But that, uh, that <laughs> definitely that definitely will bring us into tonight's uh, conversation, our topic for tonight, uh, which I am very interested in getting y'all's opinions on it. Um, it's uh, the current state of side chicks, uh, particularly particularly in America, uh, and this comes you know kind of behind, of course, the Carmelo and Lala deal, uh, and of course the Chi and Tiny deal, where Tiny was uh, recently on Wendy Williams. Uh, and of course, Wendy with her messy, big-shouldered ass, uh, bringing up, stirring up shit. And she asked about Bernice, what well, Bernice Burgos, and Tiny was talking about it. She was like, "Yeah, well, you know, for one, she's, you know, she, she, she didn't." She, basically, Tiny ran down the whole story and was like, "Well, you know, I said something, and then she said something back, and then I said something, and then she said something back again." Then Tiny was like, "She don't know her place. She." is supposed to be quiet, which got me to thinking. I was like, damn, well, wait, wait, wait. She don't know her place. Now, Wendy said, are they together? And like, in terms of she asked Tiny if Tia and Bernice were together, and Tiny was like, oh, no, they were never together. They're not together. But then Tiny finished off the – and you can watch this clip on our Instagram, at Area 21 Podcast on Instagram. And she said she don't know her place, talking about – Tiny t- said this in terms of Bernice. She don't know her place. She need to be quiet. Or she's supposed to be quiet, basically like know your role as a side chick. And so that the tonight's topic, you know, is the current state of side chicks, in particular in terms of entertainment and what we've seen. And I kind of feel like maybe that's one of those things where the 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 wives or the women of people and of men in entertainment 
they just accept that there are other chicks. As long as these chicks know they place and certain rules are followed, then it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you taking care of me in this house and these kids, and that's the situation. I, you know, I make as much money as I want to. I have my own things. You pay for me to do my own things, whatever. Not necessarily saying that all of these women are self-made because Tiny had money before T.I. We all know that. She was part of Escape. But, you know, just in terms of, and that was what, that's something Tiny kind of alluded to, I think, on the first the first episode of the season premiere of uh, T.I. and Tiny's Family Hustle was kind of that T.I. kind of wanted her to be a housewife, you know, like you don't have to work no more, I'm going to take care of all y'all. And so she, yeah, as her being a creative, she kind of lost that, but that's beside the point. But I feel like maybe, you know, they kind of accept that because we know over the years a lot of rappers and their wives and basketball players and their wives go through stuff and they either get divorced or they move on. Kobe got caught, you know, caught up in all of that stuff. Bought, his, bought, uh, bought Vanessa that big ass ring, and now they've been married for uh, you know I mean, they've been married for a good little, a good little amount of time. Shaq and Shaq and Shawnee divorced. Uh, big boy and his wife they they had separated for a little second, but now they 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 seem to be doing good. Carmelo fucking around and it's like I I you know it's I guess I kind of feel like there's this rule like you know number one always wear protection with these with these with these chicks because you know what they want. And uh, don't bring no babies home. And Carmelo, and make sure this chick know her place. Basically, like, she don't never need to be nowhere where I'm at. She don't never need to address me. She don't need to address my kids. Uh, and basically, she just need to be a, a, a plaything that you use when you're away from this house and in the privacy of whatever you're doing privately. But it don't need to be public, and she don't need to be known, basically. So, I want to get y'all's opinion on that and, you know, go on your rant because I know it's coming. I know it's coming, but I know I'm not dealing with no side chicks. So, you know, let me know what you're thinking. And we're going to start with Black Butterfly on this one. Black Butterfly, go ahead and let me know. Uh, give me the state of address in terms of side chicks in your opinion. Okay. So the state of address in regards to side chicks, in my opinion, uh, deals with the fact that side chicks are highly glorified in our society so much so that people have become numb, uh, desensitized, and just downright uncaring, you know, about the sanctity of marriage or just the respect of another being who is in a relationship with that is supposed to be exclusive with another being. Um, I personally... I try my best, you know, not to judge people. Um, a lot of times when you don't know the backstory, um, it's easy to say, oh, where he shouldn't have cheated or she shouldn't have cheated. But at the same time, I definitely think it's happening more often. And I think that people have let go of a lot of the morals and values that used to exist at one point that kept you from going there, you know, with a person that, so to speak, did not belong to you. Temptation is real. Lust is real. Um, evil forces um, are very real. And I feel like it's more in our face now. Um, at one point, you wouldn't see the type of stuff you see on Empire, Empire and Power and other TV shows on TV, point blank, period. Even when we grew up and we were late 80s, almost 90 babies, where we pretty much grew up in the 90s, you, you, was not, you just were not going to see that type of stuff on TV unless you snuck up in the middle of the night at 2, 3 in the morning and turned like HBO or Cinemax, but it just wasn't going to be accessible. 
as easily um, via, you know, regular uh, TV and Internet and things like that. So I think that it's easier for people now um, to, you know, be tempted and enchanted uh, with the possibility of experiencing, you know, sexual things with another individual um, because it's just always in our face. We are a highly charged, highly sexual society, which is weird because at the same time, America shuns everything that is sex. You know, they like to take sex education out to school. They're trying to get rid of pan- Planned Parenthood, which is not just about abortions. Women go there to get pap smears and get STDs testing and, uh, you know, check on their babies if they're pregnant and things like that. So, you know, for our country to be so dismissive and so hush-hush about sex, we sure do allow for a lot of things to be uh, put in the atmosphere and shown and heard uh, on TV and radio radio without censorship. Um, So I definitely feel like, you know, just the fact that we're just a, a highly sexualized society and the fact that being a side chick is glorified now that it's just a norm and people are just expecting it, especially, you know, amongst celebrities. A lot of times when you have money and power, um, it's expected that you can have all the women, you know, or any woman that you want. And a lot of times the wives, they'll deal with it because they want to keep that lifestyle. Um, so it's almost like a two-way street. You kind of, as women, we got to, we have to, figure out what it is that we are willing to accept and how much of our soul are we willing to sell for comfort. Um, me personally, um, I want to be a basketball wife just like anybody else. Not saying I don't love my boyfriend. I'm just saying theoretically as far as us having that lifestyle, you know, millions of dollars, yachts, jets, brunch, whenever I want, shopping, you know, on Rodeo Drive. I would love to have that. Um, but could I deal with my husband supplying me all of that but also cheating on me with multiple women? No. And for the women that, that act like they're okay with it, I feel like it's all a facade. Nobody wants to feel heartbroken. Nobody wants to feel like the person that's meant for them, their soulmate, the person that they're supposed to be one with, one now for the rest of their lives is, you know, just doing willy-nilly and you're you're not crying, you know, and tears hitting your pillow every night. I do not believe that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I mean, your comforts can keep your mind off of it because, you know, shopping is a stress reliever. Drinking with your friends is a stress reliever. If you have a chance to visit multiple countries, um, you ain't going to be thinking about, you know, what's going on at home. You're going to be so enthralled and excited about exploring new cities and new cultures and new people that you won't think about it. But at the end of the day, you got to go home. You got to go home to this man. You got to go home to your kids. So, you know, and and if it's not a happy home, then, like, are you really happy, you know, despite all the material things and money that you may have? And um, I think you know, as well, you know, women just have to figure out, like, how, like, what happened just to to self-respect and what happened to self-control. Um, I know how easy that it can be, you know, when you're attracted to another person. It's a lot of attractive people in this world. I actually believe that you can love several people, but it's only one true love that was meant for you that was, you know, ordained by God as your actual, you know, soulmate, helpmate. But I do understand and believe that you can love people multiple people throughout your lifetime. You're going to meet people you're attracted to. You're going to meet people you're going to vibe with. It's just going to happen. But the true test is can you resist, you know, that temptation to give your all to that person if you know especially that you're already with someone else. So I just think that we um, just overall um, are just desensitized to it and we expect it to be the norm. And um, just a lack of willpower. I mean, if, if something is constantly in your face, 
you know, at one point you're going to get curious about it. And that's why I mentioned, you know, sex and all that type of stuff being on TV, you know, all the time. You know, at one point, you know, it, it wasn't something that you would think about, you know, all day, every day, every second, you know, because you just wasn't looking at it all the time. But now pretty much every channel you turn to is going to have something sexual on there and that's going to get you aroused and that might get you to think about so-and-so you saw at the club and how he would be in bed or she would be in bed and this, that, and the other. Um, But at the end of the day, I feel like if you've been blessed with someone that has been down for you, y'all been together for years or y'all married, um, you know, y'all have endured, you know, sickness and health, y'all have had children um, and you got family that's investing in each other, and overall you've had good lives. Don't mess it up just for, you know, just for sex. And I also think that sometimes partners have, a, uh, they struggle with being real with each other. Um, somebody mentioned to me the other day that a lot of times people cheat, especially women, for a reason, um, not necessarily just because we just don't have that self-control. It's usually something that we're lacking in the household. So I feel like we need to have more conversation. Talk to your partner. If it's something that they are not doing, you know, at home, if it's something they're not doing in the bedroom or that you would like to try in the bedroom, I feel like you need to be open and say that. Um, And I know black women, I feel, especially we struggle with being open sexually. I've actually heard black men say before that they prefer white girls because they, you know, give head and all of this and that, whether or not that's a myth. I've heard that said before, and, you know, if you raised Southern Baptists like me, sex was a no-no. Like, it was not going to be talked about at church um, at all, Um, and if it was, it was always to the effect of you must be married or you're going to be condemned to hell or you're not going to be able to participate in the choir or, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, being told all your life that sex is a bad thing, that you're a bad girl, if you you know, choose to um, participate in activity and stuff like that, that actually takes a toll on your psyche, in my opinion, and it makes it hard for you as you grow older to explore your sexuality. So, therefore, you may not be as as adventurous in the bedroom um, or as open, you know, to things your partner might like. So, talk to each other. I mean, of course, if it's on some Fifty Shades type stuff and you're just not going to have that, which I don't blame because I wouldn't either, just be real. Like, no, we can't do all that, but maybe we can try this. So I just definitely think it's a combination of things, guys, to, to wrap up my uh, comment, you know, just the access to sex and, and, and other people, you know, on social media and uh, TV and Internet and, you know, things of that nature. And then just lack of uh, self-respect, being desensitized, being numb um, and just not being real with our partners and living in a society that's so fast paced and just want self-gratification and just selfish, you know. So I, I feel like that's the state of affairs with the side chicks and why it made me a norm or a thing now. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, standing ovation for that state of the address for the side chicks, and hopefully side chicks were listening. Uh, and, Emily, I'm coming to you. But, yeah, like you said, to your point, um, especially now, you know, we got shows like Scandal, uh, you know, all of these different TV shows where it's basically like the side chick is glorified because, Although Olivia Pope, the character in there and the, on the show, is this amazing black woman who is strong and everyone comes to her and all of that stuff, she's still a side chick to the president. You know, of course, they, you know, everything happens in these later seasons or whatnot. But initially, for the first, what, three, three or four seasons, she was a side chick, a glorified side chick, because they, they and, that, and that's, you know, that's that 
Let me slow down. It's 420, y'all. Y'all follow us on Instagram uh, at Area 21 Podcast, Facebook and Twitter at Area 21 Podcast, and also hit us up, Area21Podcast.com. But um, all right, let's try this again. Sensationalism, the sensationalization, the sensationalization of side chicks. And, hey, Millie, that's what I want you to kind of focus on, and that's the question I'm, I'm gearing towards you. How, you know, how is this really affecting us, the sensationalization of side chicks? What is it? The, and, and this doesn't really pertain to side chicks, but it kind of aids in that mindset where the, the deal with Drake right now is the, the chick Layla Lace uh, claiming that she's pregnant by Drake. And then uh, DJ Spade, who was supposedly the one that hooked her up with Drake, showed DMs or text messages between him and her, basically saying, like, yo, what, what you know, what, your followers going up, right? And she like, fuck them. And he like, uh, well, what you think people going to do when they find out it's fake? And she she responds supposedly, allegedly, you know, I ain't worried about that. I'm, I'm going to be making my money by the end. And then, you you know what I'm saying, like you see this culture kind of going. I won't even call it a culture, but you see this this uprising of just like, you know, side, this side chick mentality where females are kind of turning it into – a, a sort of sector as a, like a job, like you got prostitutes, you got hookers, you got strippers, and those were you know initially in the old in the olden days, you know those were the side chicks. You know the businessman before he came home, he called the hooker, he went to a cheap motel, and then he took a shower and came home and took care of his family. That wasn't really a side chick, but that was a side chick culture. You know what I'm saying? He went to the strip club, throwed a couple of dollars, maybe depending on what kind of strip club you ate, you get some head. That's that, that's what side chicks were, but now it's getting to a point where side chicks are like these glorified women, especially like on the on this this season of Love and Hip Hop, where you know what I'm saying this side chick is like you got to pay her off every every week or every month or whatever, a couple of couple of stacks, couple of racks, couple of hundred to keep her shutting up because in her she like either pay me or I'm telling, you know what I'm saying? So it's like this side this side chick culture. I keep I keep saying I'm not gonna say it, but this side chick mentality where they like they. Women are just realizing, like, oh, I can make money like this. I don't even have to worry about the headache, I guess, of, you know, taking care of the family and the, the house and doing all of that. I can just be his his fantasy on the side, and he's going to pay me to shut up. And if not, I'm going to get pregnant, and he's going to pay me to shut up. Or I'm going to fake a pregnant, and he's going to pay me to shut up. Either way, I'm getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, hey, really, I want you to kind of, you know what I'm saying, hone in on that. Because Black Butterfly hit us with the state of side chicks. And so now I want you to kind of, you know what I'm saying, hone in and bring us home on. You know what I'm saying? What is with this sensationalization? Like, what is the, what is the, to me it's like a fetish almost, a female fetish where it's like, this is what I want to be. You know what I'm saying? And most of them are like, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, give me your piece on that, A. Millie. Well, I think really, um, and me and Marissa have talked about this because, you know, I was cheated on and my ex went to Satch. So we I ain't going to too much touch on that because that is a touchy subject. But with the social socialization of being a side chick, AJ, it seems like it's, like you said, it's glorified. It is an epidemic that, is keep, that keeps coming back and back and back. Like these Instagram models, they don't care. They, they just want to get themselves out there. They're using these rappers and these athletes as a side chick. It's like they're targeting these people that have money. And the only way 
that is going to elevate them if they lie and say, oh, I'm pregnant by him. Oh, I, I'm messing around them. It's to elevate themselves. Like you said, the girl um, that is now allegedly claiming that Drake is, she's pregnant with his baby, and then you just say that she was in, um, somebody was DMing her, and she was like, she don't care, she just wants followers or whatever. She, it, It's like, that's what it is. They want to put themselves out there because what it's going to do is it's going to elevate them to get on these shows like Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, New York, or Hollywood. They are glorifying. If you look at, for example, Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap was in a relationship and then he started messing around with Masika. Yes, Masika was already on Love Hip Hop Hollywood, but she was known as the side chick. And she used him to me to get her phone out. Of course, she had a baby by him. The baby's gorgeous, but it seems like her, she didn't know her place and he was in a relationship. Yes, he might have been a side side side, but he was in a legit relationship with somebody. And which is Alexis Sky, and she will be on Love Hip Hop Hollywood this season. She was the main girl. Masika was the side chick. But now, it like I said, it it is elevating them to get on these reality shows. I don't understand the socialization or the there. It, it seems like they're they're like on a pedestal, like they're they're trying to elevate themselves through lying and deceit and everything just because I slept with a with a rapper or an athlete, oh, I'm going to get paid and this is going to make me get myself out there if I wasn't already out there before. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to keep happening. I, I, I don't understand why you would want to label yourself as a side chick like that because at the end of the day, if, he, if he's a rapper or an athlete or somebody famous, he's going to stick to his wife. He that point blank in the period, he's not gonna leave his his wife that he probably has kids with for a side chick. For example, um, this NFL player, I forgot his name. He um, uh, slept around with a former Bad Girls Club um, cast member, and she had a daughter by him. Plus, the 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 wife was getting into it with her on um social media, but. He still didn't leave his wife or her. She thought she was gonna, he was gonna leave her and come over here with the baby, but she did not. He stuck with his wife. Yes, they may have problems, but they are still technically married. And she, from what I was reading, that they are working it out. So it's like, you know, it's a win-win. It's like, what are you doing all this for? Just because it, is it going to elevate you? But at the end of the day, if people are still gonna see you as a side chick. That's all we, forever we're going to know you as, as a side chick, not the main one. You only did that to elevate yourself in this industry, and that's sad. It really is. Forever a side chick. Always and forever. Mm. But uh, I'm going to uh, close it out as usual, but I'm going to give you all this quote from Frederick Buchner. Uh, I guess this is from a book, Beyond Words. Lust is the craving for salt of a man who is dying of thirst. And I'm going to say it one more time. Lust is the craving for salt of a man who is dying of thirst. And this is just a little note I wrote down. I said uh, women cheat for achievement or revenge, meaning that either they were cheated on and they're just cheating back to get the man back, or they're cheating, like 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 uh, like Black Butterfly said and Emily said it, they're, they're trying to achieve something, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to find something that is missing, you know, bedroom action, so you cheat. 
uh, in a lot of cases, you might see a woman just, you know, not even sexually cheating, but she's going out to dinner with somebody that makes her laugh because the man is not doing it at home. And then I also wrote down the fact that men cheat for the lack of logic. Meaning most of the time men are cheating just to be cheating. They're not thinking it through. Especially with these men who are making these millions of dollars, they're literally going out and lapsing in judgment and logic and not really thinking about the facts of, well, damn, I'm going to lose millions because she's going to take half. <laughs> she gonna take, she gonna might damn little more than half, and then especially if y'all got kids involved. Ask Lionel Richie how much he's paying his ex wife. All right, I'm gonna give y'all another damn quote because this one here, this one here, ooh, ooh. this is uh, Claudian. Uh, it's attributed to Days Colicon. I have no idea what this shit is. I literally just uh, went on Google and typed in lust quotes. So this one like quotes.com lust. Forgetful of future suffering hurries us along the forbidden path. One more time. Lust, forgetful of future suffering, hurries us along the forbidden path. Now, that don't put everything I just said into words. I don't know if you understand reading comprehension, and you need to go back to middle school and get off in the reading class and pay attention. But, that, you know what I'm saying, that's basically what, you know what I'm saying, like, look, they're going out and they're not really thinking through the consequences like, and then the part that really pisses me off, I love my wife. My wife is is the most beautiful person I know, inside and out. I love her to death. But given the chance to be married to a Lala or being married to, I, I'm not going to really say Tiny. She ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, Tiny got money. Tiny is tiny cute. She She cute in her own way. If I'm married to Lala, Rashida, if I'm married to Rashida, you really think I'm going to go out here and, 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 and cheat with a regular-ass chick? Come on now. Lala, got, Lala had her own TV show. Yes, Carmelo is a basketball player, but Lala had a TV show. It wasn't Carmelo's TV show. It wasn't Carmelo and Lala. Lala had her own TV show. Lala's a, Lala been getting money. Lala got her own bread. Rashida? Well, she's one of the most beautiful, natural-looking women out there. All, all that hair hugs, all that body hugs. And you and you think I'm going to go out here and cheat on them with with some <laughs> – come on, people. They ain't thinking it through. The lack of logic. So, you know what I'm saying, and I'll be damned if any of us regular motherfuckers think we got we got the ability to do that kind of shit. And when I say regular motherfuckers, I'm talking about people that are not entertainers. And I'm and I'm de- I'm talking to you uh you local rappers and shit too. You ain't popping enough to be out here just cheating on your girl, treating her like shit while her and your baby sitting at the house cuz you think you the nigga. No, you ain't you ain't shit. And you out here fucking and you, come on now. Niggas be right here cheating on their women, cheating on their girl looking, got all kinds of body and everything, and go cheat on, cheat on with a bugger wolf. And if you, if you, if you country, you know what a bugger wolf is. I hear, man, come on now, lack of logic. Get off the forbidden path. If you ain't, you know what I'm saying, get, 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 get with that new shit. It's, it's some dudes right here, some females right here that's like, look, I'm with the multiple thing. Don't do that. If you want to be single and just be out here swinging, there, ask for that shit. You can get on all these apps and just find people that's just like you. 
that don't want to be in a relationship, but don't, like, stop leading people on. Me and them, stop leading people on, telling them you want to be with them, all this shit, and then you just want to go out here and just, just fuck the world. Stop doing that shit, please. Because everybody ain't, unless you come in with the intention of that, straight up, like, up front, like, bam, look, I ain't even looking for no relationship. I'm just trying to fuck as many people as I can. That's that's my goal in life. All right, bet. I know not to fuck with you. Be up front with people. Basic communication will get you, you know what I'm saying, to get you get you through. Come on now. That's what that's what the that's what the true chef sets you free, man. And be straight up up front, like, look, man, I ain't with this relationship shit. So if you is, don't like, nah. Be up front. And that's all I'm gonna say about that shit. But um thank you both for your opinions and uh all of that on the current state of side chicks. Side chicks, pay attention. If you are a side chick, hit us up. Let us know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you want to give us your side of the story. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like like we said, we ain't judging, but we judging, you know what I'm saying? We we ain't judging, but we give you that side eye like. If you gonna be a side chick, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's your place. Back in the day, strippers and hookers didn't come to the house knocking on the door saying, I was with your man. Like, just shut the fuck up. Stay in your place. Get some rules about yourself. That's what it could. If you're going to be a side chick, be a side chick with class. Shut your goddamn mouth. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Let's run some shout-outs. Since we are on episode 10, thank you, everybody, for supporting us to this point. Episode 10, we in there. It's all the way up from here. That's all we can do. So, uh, of course, at this point, at this point, I definitely want to shout out our uh, our area twenty one on one people so far. So, definitely want to give a shout out to Sophie Faith. That shit is amazing. One of the best soaps I no no not one of the best yes. soaps. the best yes. soaps I've used. Only other soap I use is Shea Moisture. Y'all know why black people we need that we need them butter. But Sophie <laughs> Faith, Sophie Faith got this. Hey, they got that soap. For you, for that, for, look, get it, get your song. I had yes, the King Lee. Do. Uh, Emily, which which one you had? I have the kindest, kindest one. And when I tell you that smelled good, I mean, oh yeah, I I I'm really gonna use it today, tonight, and I'm gonna uh, use it tomorrow until <laughs> probably that little corner there. On the soap, cause that thing smells good. They did that, that thing out there. Y'all got to get y'all some. I mean, it's a and, and plus one thing I like about it, the message that comes in the little bag with the soap mm. is is like is so deep and is and is very you know uplifting. Mm. Mhm. Black butterfly, which uh, which one you had? I believe I got gentle, and I actually just got my package today. So thank you again to Sophie Faith um, for being so generous with that care package and allowing us to try your products. And thanks, AJ, as well, uh, from sending it all the way from you in New York, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I actually just got mine today, guys. So I definitely will be trying it out. And like I said uh, before, that I'm definitely an advocate for more natural-based products. I'm actually trying to learn more about it because it's so many things, especially female products that are unregulated, and we're seeing an uprise in autoimmune diseases, you know, such as multiple sclerosis, lupus, stuff like that, and a lot of it has to do with just, you know, the, the things we are absorbing in our skin or eating. So I won't go off into that rant, but, yeah, I got my club, and I'm most definitely going to be using it, and I will give you a shout-out on my Fly Girl Fashions page and let everybody know, what it did for my melanin, what it did for my skin, child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, yeah, shout-out to Soapy Faith. Uh, also, shout-out to the boy Ty Maurice. Y'all definitely go check out that Wave EP on iTunes. Ty Maurice was the first Area 21 on one interviewee, so definitely shout-out to him. Y'all check him out on iTunes, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Ty Maurice, that's T-Y-E-M-A-U-R-I-C-E. Check him out. And then, last but not least, our most recent uh, Area 21 on one interview, Miss Kristen, a.k.a. Mother Nature, of Express Yourself. Uh, that's E-X-B-R-E-A-S-T-Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F. So definitely follow and support all of those people. I promise you all we have way more in store. We hit in episode 10. We still in there. We still love this thing. We still love coming to y'all. We want to support. Thank you to all of our supporters. Last I checked, Last episode, we was 400-plus uh, downloads. This episode, we are closing in on 600-plus downloads in 10-plus countries. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? We out here. We doing what we're we doing. What we, doing. we love it. Uh, definitely also have to always shout out the beautiful queens that helped me do this. I wouldn't be able to do it without them because I don't know a goddamn thing about fashion. And I'm just now really keeping up with entertainment as much as I do because of A. Millie and Black Butterfly. So thank y'all so much. And, uh, hey, Millie, go ahead. If you got some shout-outs, let us know who you want to shout-out. I just want to shout-out everybody that um, – and I say this every week because I just all my shout-outs really are for the people that have downloaded, that have subscribed, that have hit us up on Instagram or just, you know – people in general like I just got a text from um one of my uh sorors and she said hey where can I go download your podcast and everything like she has already downloaded she just now started following our Instagram page so hey we're getting out there we're trying to reach everybody we're only trying to progress people that is what it's all about doing what you love and we love doing this each and every week bringing it to you straight no chaser from fashion to news to entertainment and real life topics that you know that are going on so shout out to everybody keep subscribing keep downloading give us feedback we want to hear from you you make us do this every week so just shout out to everybody that um that has been supporting us from day one. Appreciate it. It's not lying. When she say y'all make us do this, I promise y'all I I mean I I'll I'll text y'all in the group chat and tell y'all like I really don't feel like doing this today, but some days I just don't be in the mood. Like y'all might be able to tell last week I really I really wasn't in the mood, but I pushed through. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm only able to do that because of y'all too. And, of course, the people that's listening, because I see that people are listening to us, so maybe we're doing something right. And as long as y'all letting us know that we might be doing something right, I'm going to keep doing it. And I hope my two beautiful queens are going to help me do it, too. Um, Black Butterfly, hit us, you know what I'm saying? Who you want to shout out? Um, I agree with both of you guys. First and foremost, I want to shout out everybody that's supporting us. As I stated earlier when I was talking about Rihanna and her fan base, you know, when you have people that are your supporters, um, you're the reason that we, we do this. Um, you're the muse. You're the inspiration. Um, you're the people we want to reach, the people we want to touch. You're the ones that we want to want you to listen to a podcast and, and, and feel the humor and make a better day if you were having a bad day or, you know, we want you to feel inspired or get knowledge, you know, be woke by stuff that you didn't know about. So 
definitely thank you, thank you to everybody um, that is supporting us. And please tell your friends. Y'all know black folks, we all about word of mouth. We want to know who all going, who is it, who they family is. So it will definitely help us, you know, if you tell your friends, Sarah, bros, cousins, you know, just, just if you're listening and you enjoy it, go ahead and spread the word, man. We need you. We need you. We're trying to go viral. We're trying to do big things. Um, and again, being that this is episode 10, I want to give a special shout out to, um, both of my co-hosts, A. Millie and King Friday. Y'all, this is an authentic relationship. We were literally babies, kids, you know, third, fourth grade, knowing each other. And here we are, you know, pushing 30, um, you know, still young, but we have endured, you know, a decade or more of, you know, friendship. And that's special, y'all. Everybody don't have it. So I would definitely want to shout out to my co-hosts. And just put it out in the atmosphere that, you know, I'm praying that this is something that really turns all of our lives around um, for the better and that just that we just had the health and strength um, to do it. And I feel you, AJ. You know, we all busy, you know, Ashley in radio and working out. And, you know, you got several businesses going on, AJ. You know, I'm doing my thing with Fly Girl Fashion and working out and all my other endeavors. So there are times where... I'm like, bruh, I don't feel like doing it. But let me tell you, every time we get on this phone together and get to talking, it's something that I truly enjoy and truly want to see prosper and progress. So, shout out. Yes. Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. I ain't even playing. What you just said right there was a word. Because, I, like I said, like, last week I wasn't really, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't really feeling it. But, you know, once we, like you said, once we get to talking, and like you also said, this is a genuine thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this ain't, we ain't people that met in college. No, 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 you know what I'm saying? We're not, you know what I'm saying, trying to knock people that's, you know, college friends. But this ain't something from college. This ain't something from high school. This ain't something from middle school. We've been knowing each other. Like, I know for a fact me and A. Millie went to the same uh, daycare. Because, A. Millie, then you go to, yeah. uh, you go to Little Treasures. No, I went to Russell no. Nursery. Yeah, you went to Russell Nursery. You went to Russell Nursery. I went to both of them. And, then we, went, and, and then we went to St. Joseph. Exactly, Marissa. Did you go? Did you go to uh, uh, Russell Nelson? Child, no. I was real bougie. I was at the Sugar Plum Tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was. That's the name of my daycare. I was not with y'all. <laughs> she was at. She was at. She was at. Listen, for everybody who knows. I remember Sugar Plum. I remember Sugar Plum. <laughs> for everybody who know, and shout out to our shout out to our people, our hometown people. And once again, we definitely got to shout y'all out. Episode ten. Our hometown people, shout out to our to our girl uh, Yapian. She know who she is. She shouted us out on Twitter the other day. Y'all, y'all know who y'all know. You know Sugar Plum, Head Start, and uh, Russell Nursery. <laughs> Russell had to go to a place where they had limited enrollment. Russell Nursery, Russell Nursery uh-huh. had a slew of us in that thing, boy. But yeah, this, you know what I'm saying. This is something that's been going on since before elementary school. This, you know what I'm saying. This Head Start, you know, beginning of the elementary days. This is genuine. Friendship that's been fostered over years, like 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 brother, brother, so I said, we we all finna hit thirty in a second, and you know what I'm saying thirty is a new ten. You feel me? Because I'm out here in these streets. However I feel, ain't nobody finna tell me I'm old. Shannon tried to tell me earlier today we was on a swing set. We went to the park. We walked to the park. She was like, I jumped out the swing. She was like, you know your bones will work. Listen, damn it, if I break it, then I stop. But until then, I'm gonna keep doing the shit I used to do back then. Cause I ain't trying to feel old. Thirty ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? I can count the it's really not quick. So. It's not thirty seconds. Thirty is not old. I need y'all minute. to stop saying that. Yeah, thirty ain't old, but you know, folks, you know, you you look, we we gonna be real. We be feeling stuff now. 
You know what I'm saying? We can't go out here and drink a, a half a bottle of Fireball with five shots of uh, tequila and then wake up the next morning to go to an 8 o'clock class. I'll be Oh, damned. I can never do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be damned. Now, look, I'm just speaking from my personal experience. <laughs> it was a time in my life where I could go out and get sloppy and wake up the next day as if nothing would happen. And by 12 o'clock, <laughs> I was doing the same exact thing. I cannot do that anymore, you know? And I accept that fact. So, you know, know your limits, people, is the message of the day. But, yeah, shout out to all our hometown supporters, uh, 06 all day, every day. Um, shout out to my two co-hosts. I love y'all. It's, that's, that's, that's real shit. I, I appreciate y'all for we love going you on too, this bro. journey. But, Love you know, I don't want to get emotional. P.O.P. hold me down. P.O.P. hold me down. Hold me down, man. P.O.P. Yeah. yeah. And if y'all want to hold us down like P.O.P. be holding us down, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Area 21 yes, Podcast. That's Area, the number 21 podcast. And also now, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard us say it before. We're going to say it again so that it sinks in. Area21podcast.com. Area21podcast.com. Follow us. Go to the website. Subscribe to the podcast. Review the podcast. Rate the podcast. Send us messages, DMs, whatever. 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 You talk to us. We'll talk to you. We'll be there for you like we there for each other. That's all we're trying to say. But um, as usual, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everything. Episode 10. Area 21, the underground takedown. I'm King Friday. Hey, Millie, Black Butterfly, follow us, Area 21 Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and now on the all-new Area21Podcast.com. And we out. One love.